Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord. And welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here at Blog Talk Radio. This is my name is Pastor Steve, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. And if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the time, the dates, and the location or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all of those who participate in any Internet piracy can be persecuted by federal agents. So now having said all of that, we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and uh, some paper. And if you have any questions or any comments about the ministry tonight, at the end of the service, the broadcast, you can, we'll give you the opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So now if you would join me in a word of prayer, I'd like to sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draws us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to go in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the Spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you have made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, beloved, this is, um, uh, the topic is to stir up the gift that is in you. This will be part four. And we've uh, found some truths that that should help us as we walk out of the victory in this life. You know, um, it was said in my time, and it was never true then, but it was still stated because some of the people that um, said it were speaking out of their experience. I would like to remind you that you are not a human trying to have a divine experience. You are a spirit is divine by the very breath of God. And that breath has been contained in 
a human body and experience through a soul that has mind, will, and emotions, proclivities, okay? See, we, we, we've got it backwards. We're trying to, to make our flesh understand spiritual things. And the flesh will be brought under the subjection. That's a little difference, beloved. It, it didn't say that your flesh would uh, understand. Your flesh can be trained, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 5. It will be trained to know. It will be exercised, the way it says it, to know the difference between good and evil. Okay? And, and, and uh, your muscles don't learn anything. They have what we refer to as muscle memory, and when you use them uh, in the same manner, then they are able to uh, uh, release that which you have exercised to that degree from your body. You can run longer because you've exercised your body to run longer, okay? It wasn't that your body is is, is uh, making decisions on its own, thereby coming to know something, okay? It was simply exercise. So then the same way it is with your experiences in life, you can exercise your flesh to know the difference between good and evil. But it's not that your body, your flesh, makes a choice. Your your flesh does not say, um, um, I'm going to go out and buy a, a steak and french fries. Your body will say, I'm hungry, and then you will start making decisions from your, uh, from your intellect or recall, all those things, and you say, today I feel like steak and potatoes, okay? It was not a decision that was just made by uh, uh, exercise. It was made by preferences, okay? Trying to get you to see that. See, so we want you to stir up the gift. Learn how to stir up the gift of God that's in you. Stir it up. Why? Because when you allow the Spirit of God to communicate with you the effective things that he is bringing to you, okay? Um, God gives opportunity, provides opportunities in your life, all right? With those opportunities, you then can experience victory or you can ignore those opportunities and you will experience defeat, okay? This is what he told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. And uh, verse, he says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written therein. For when you do that, you will make your way prosperous. You will find good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and very courageous. See, so if he's telling you to meditate day and night so that you can observe, see how to do what's written therein, he says, then you will make your way prosperous. You will find good success because you would be strong and courageous. You know, I mean, I'm just listening to all of those, those instructions uh, that he's given to us, 
he, he says meditate day and night. See how to do what's written therein. He didn't ask you to write it, beloved. He asked you to see what was written, observe to do what was written. See, just that says that he recognizes that some of the opportunities that he presents to you, you won't understand. That's why you have to meditate in the word day and night so that you can understand what God just said. I mean, I know I in my life, when, when God uh, was telling me uh, to learn how to uh, bring my body under subjection, and he would say fast, I, I, I just, at first I thought that had to be like the dumbest idea that there was. I, I, I like to eat. My my body is going to have cravings that I'm going to have to, to deal with. And so I didn't want to do that. I, I didn't want to, to go through that process, but I understood it was God. And so then I said, okay, God, you're going to have to help me. And I remember one time, it was uh, it was about 103 here in Atlanta, Georgia, um, it, and the place where I was. It was like I was at the airport, and I don't know if you understand but the sun beats down on the asphalt, and then it radiates up to you. And this was a fast that the Lord had instructed me to go on, and it was a fast where not, no food or properties touched my mouth, what they would refer to as a dry fast. I was just going to allow God to supply uh, the information for my body, okay? Not outside food, drink, none of that. Okay, that that included water. Okay, so it was uh, like I said, 103, and I'm sitting in a van, and this van happened not to have air conditioning, so I'm in the van sweltering. So you know, I stayed in there maybe just waiting on the people to get to the airport, and I'm staying there maybe about a half hour, and 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 so then my body uh, started craving water. And again, I knew this was a dry fast, and so I said, well, let me go on in here and get me some water at the airport. So I, I opened the door to the van. I stepped out onto the pavement. And uh, as I was locking the van to, you know, leave it to go get some water, the Lord said, where are you going? And so I was, you know, I'm, I was accustomed to when God talks to me, I was accustomed to responding. And so I answered, and I said, going to get some water. All I can say was, well, I couldn't get water out because I knew when I, as I was thinking it, that that's not what he told me to do. He told me to go through the training so that I would know how to bring my body under subjection. And so I said, oh, I can't, I'm not going to get no water. You know, I kind of, kind of laughed and said to my, to, to my heart, to my body, I said, well, no, I can't go get no water because that would be not honoring you when I said this is what I want to learn in. See, God is going to bring uh, the idea to you, and he's going to wait on you to respond accurately. Does he not say things like this? Have I not set before you this day blessing and cursing, life and death? Therefore, you choose. He gives us a hint. He said, choose life so that you can live and your seed after you. So he said, notice, I set this before you. I'm not going to make you do it. 
I'm not going to even penalize you if you don't. But when you decide that you're going to do it your way rather than his way, then the opportunity cannot come to fruition in your life. See, God is not up there waiting with a, 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 a lightning bolt to zap you when you do things wrong. He wants you to understand him in, through a relationship that's working, not through uh, rules and regulations that you have to just uh, contort your, your being to, to, to follow it. See, here's what he said in Isaiah chapter 1. It says that if you are willing and obedient, then you'll eat the good of the land. You'll change your diet when you're willing, not just because you force yourself into doing it. See, I know a lot of people that are trying to live the Christian life and are frustrated in this attempt because they're not willing and obedient. Sometimes they might even be able to fulfill the obedience, but they're not willing. And if you're not willing and obedient, you don't change your diet. There was two things that was required, see? So you had to be willing and obedient. So God is going to present opportunities to you. He's going to bring thoughts to you. And whatever you do with those thoughts, that's what's going to happen uh, in the manifestation that you desire in your life. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night so that you can see, observe to do, What's written therein? Notice, notice again. Just, I mean, we, we, I, this was not part of the uh, uh, original text, but I, I see where God is trying to help us to grow. He said that when you do this, again, Joshua chapter one. Wow, wow, that was verse eight. <laughs> wow. Um. Mm, okay. Okay. I said, first, God is going to bring you a path that will give you the, afford you the opportunity to win, okay? Let's back up here in in Joshua chapter 1, okay? Just so that we can see, these are some of the, the, the clues, indicators of how God wants to do things in your life. He needs your participation. He needs your permission. See, he's not like the, the enemy that, that people would say things like this. The devil made me do it. That's not God because he's a gentleman. He's going to present things to you. And as you are willing and obedient, you'll change your diet. You'll eat the good of the land. Watch this. Joshua chapter 1. Um, God begins to deal with uh, uh, Joshua because before this, He had dealt with um, Moses. But as the habit that Joshua formed was to go here and watch what God was wanting to be done. It says that, that when Moses was going through things, that Joshua was right there with him, and he was observing the relationship that God and Moses developed. He's not trying to make you mimic or imitate someone else. He wants you to enter into the path that's set before you. His word lights up your path. See? It it lightens up your steps. 
you you can't walk in my path. It, it would probably be very frustrating for you. But when you watch and observe, then what will happen is those paths that you watch me walk out, you can say, oh, yes, I know I can do this because God is no respecter of person. See? He's not just going to do it for one and won't do it for the other. Any place in this Bible, two will fit. Amen. And look at what God is going to tell him. He's going to present the opportunity, and then he's going to give him the resolve. Watch this. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying. So do you get this? It says, after the death of Moses, who was the servant of the Lord, that God then began to speak to Joshua, the son of Nun who was ministering, who was helping and assisting Moses, okay? So this was a a continuation. Mm -hmm. This was a continuation of the same conversations that uh, God was leading Moses into, that Moses was then instructed to lead the children children of Israel into. It's the same word, beloved, okay? It's not a new word. You can say it's a deeper word. I get that. God, Jesus builds upon revelation, so it can get bigger, stronger. I get that. But it's the same intent from the very beginning. When he created man, he created man to enjoy all that God had given him. That's why he made him to be a steward over everything that he had done. He wanted the man to enjoy everything that God has set up for him. He wants the same thing for you, okay? So then he starts inviting you into the same conversation, okay? Uh, It came to pass that the Lord spake to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise. Go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give unto them, even to the children of Israel. Okay? Going in verse 2, I want you to understand, he said, there are conditions that exist, and I need for you to do some things to affect the conditions that would cause you to be strapped, handicapped, locked out. He says, now. Because Moses is dead, therefore, I say it all the time, whenever you see the word therefore, please back up and see what it's there for. He's giving you clues. He's giving you invitations. So then we can then enter into those clues and enjoy the benefit that the clues provide. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, starting from this point, because You can't hear from him anymore. I need for you to, one, arise, which means I cannot look down, okay? I I, I cannot look behind. I have to now arise and move forward, okay? It it really doesn't matter. I mean, you know, I I think about this a lot, um, that that, uh, as a – a group of people, African-Americans, 
um, we 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 used to have um, we used to have a steadfast hope, and and it was not going to be stopped as generations continued. It was going to be passed down, and we would pick it up and fight on the inside for that which was the promise that we held. We didn't fight on the outside only. Now we see people that would just fight on the outside only. They are mad, angry, and frustrated, and so they're going to let you know that they're upset, and so then they're going to display that disfavor in their heart because of the way they treat other people. This is not how it used to be. Amen. It, it, was, a, it was a time where we would, uh, we would see things happen, but we would know that on the inside, as it says in Hebrews chapter 10, we had on the inside a more enduring confidence, a more enduring word of promise, that, that you couldn't stop what was on the inside by what was on the outside. Okay, I, I, you, you need to hear that. You couldn't stop the vision or the dream on the inside by that which was on the outside. In fact, it would say in the book of Exodus um, that the more persecution that the children uh, of Israel uh, had happened to them, it says they increased the more. Amen. When, when Pharaoh was trying to stop uh, the children of Israel from prospering, he, he caused them to go into bondage, and he would work tell them, now nah, I want you to make a brick without straw. <laughs> Come on now. This is what happened, and they continued to prosper because God is involved in the thing. See, this is why we stir up the gift that's on the inside. See, we, we cannot look on the outside and expect that we're going to uh, accomplish destination, destiny, by, uh, rear- by rearranging things on the outside. I said it exactly how I heard it. See, a lot of times we would try to rearrange things on the outside so that we can end up in comfort, okay, rather than allow the, 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 the inner man, the strength to come in the inner man so that the inner man now is, is going to cause my destiny to, first of all, be sure. Okay. See, if, if, if I don't have a vision or a dream, the Bible says without a vision, people will perish. Okay? So if I don't have a vision from the inside, then I'm just going to meander and try to uh, rearrange things from the outside. The problem with that is now I have nothing to pass on to uh, uh, my offspring because I didn't birth on the inside of them the way of victory, the path of victory. I would put before them things that they think they're supposed to have, and so then now lust kicks in because lust works from the outside. Come on, y'all. Lust works from the outside. Amen. But God wants his life to be uh, revealed to the inside so that through revelation, okay, let's do it that way, through revelation, spiritual impartation, that would be revelation. Jesus said, I'm building my church upon spiritual revelation. I'm not building my church on an outer periphery that you can uh, attach yourself to, uh, cause yourself to move and gravitate toward. No, I want you to have something that's on the inside because that guiding inspiration on the, uh, 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 in your spirit is what God is looking for to cause you to get to your, your place of destiny, okay? He didn't want you to, to, to travel uh, looking for uh, um, things to be easy 
from station to station. See? Because then you'll, you'll continue to fight in the natural if you do that. Amen. See, but we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. So he's trying to teach us this over and over. Our ancestors had that. That it didn't matter what they were going through, they were determined to get to the place that God had called us to. The land that flows with milk and honey. Okay, they hadn't, okay, come on, y'all, look at it. This was the promise that was before them, that they were going to go to a land that flows with milk and honey. They hadn't seen the land yet. They were knowing that the promise of God is going to last forever. It's a word that is settled. See, and then they came. I mean, it's very interesting. Look at, at numbers. We just, it just a couple of books back. You, you see that they sent out spies to go see if this word was true. <laughs> Lord Jesus, oh Father, and and so then they sent out spies to 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 come back and give a report of what their eyes had seen, because sometimes we don't thoroughly believe, actually believe what God has said. So then we do what what, what um, we do what uh, was done. That 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 he fleeced God to ask God, can I do this? Gideon didn't just believe God anymore; he fleeced God. He said, "Well, if this happens, then I know it's okay." And then the next day he changes, say, "Well, if the opposite happens, then I know it's okay." See, but we have the Spirit of God; we don't have to fleece God and then find ways to walk in our own understanding. Did He not tell us not to lean to that? He didn't say there would be no motion because whenever you lean, beloved, let me just give you this, whenever you lean and in which direction you lean, that's going to be the direction that you fall towards. Amen. There is motion behind the lean. Okay? Please know that. That if you lean, there is going to be motion. We call it a fall in the direction of your leaning. Okay, but God doesn't want us to lean. He says, I will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. Okay, so it was not necessary for us to then be leaning, stretching forth for something that we see, but we haven't grasped in our heart. And in Numbers chapter 13, you'll see that as they sent out the the spies, that the spies went out there. Ah. Can you hold your finger right here, Joshua? <laughs> we're going to come right back to it because uh, I, I see that there are some things that are in it that, that we're going to have to have. But let's go to Numbers chapter 13. Because <laughs> I want you to see how the two choices, the exit, well, okay, the one choice that we use, uh, we use multiple ways to get there, okay? So then we can, we can, Follow wholly after God, or we can kind of lean, corral people around us, and and, and then follow them instead of following God. Watch this. Um, This is um, uh, uh, what happens to the children of Israel, (laughs) all right? Um, Chapter 13. Verse 17 and following, he says, And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get you up this way southward and go into the mountain. 
and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many. And the land and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And if there be, and he says, now, and you be of good courage and bring the fruit of the land, and now is the time of the first ripe grapes. So, verse 21, they went up and searched the land from the wilderness of Zin to Rehob, and as they came into Hathma, and they ascended by the south, by the south and came to Hebron, where Ahathma and Shishai and Talmud, the children of Anak, were. Now, Hebron was built seven years before, Zonan, uh, in Egypt. So it's, it's been there for a while. And they came, verse 23, verse 23. And they came to the brook of Eshkol, and they cut from thence a branch with one clusters of grape, and they bear it between two upon a staff. And they brought of the pomegranates and the figs. Wait a minute, y'all. Go back and get this again. Because God has promised them that they're going to get to a land that does what? Flows with milk and honey. A land that is prosperous. And so Moses said, after hearing them fuss, complain, and say, we, you've been, we've been out here for all this time, and we don't know nothing. We, we, we speaking against the, the servant of God. We speaking against Moses because we said, well, we just don't know if this is going to be true or not. You've been telling us this for, for, for years and years, and we've been walking around in circles all this time. We've been walking around for 40 years, and our children now is, is old, and they just giving the report of what we think God said. Okay, and these are real things that's happening, okay, because people are, are going to add to and take away from the word of God based on their experiential knowledge. That's just what's going to happen, okay? So then Moses had to send them out and say, okay, y'all don't think God's telling you the truth. Well, go out and see then. See if there's a, a, a land uh, that, that, that's going to be able to support us whether the people there are strong or, 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 or weak or whether they be few or whether they be many to see if the, the land is good or, or, or bad, if there be houses or tents, whether the land be fat or lean, if there be wood. He said, now, when you leave, I want you to notice, he, he's given them a choice. When they, when they leave to spy out the land, he told them, be of a good courage. Okay, kind of underline that, strike that note in your mind. He told them, to, when you leave here, be of a good courage. Don't come back here frustrated, okay? Be of a good courage. Now, so they went up, and in verse 23, it says, they came to the brook Ashkel, cool, <laughs> and they cut down from thence. I circled the word a branch because I want to know this. It's important. If God put it in there, I need to make reference. They cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes, okay? And this one cluster, they had to carry it between two people on a staff. I don't know what the size of that cluster of grapes was. 
but it took two people to carry it. And it didn't they didn't carry it on the string. Y'all look at what the word says. They carried it, they bear it upon a staff. One cluster hanging off of a staff, off a branch. Okay? So then we can see the the, the, the magnitude that God was going, the, 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 the what he caused them to see and understand, that, okay, I've already told you, it's going to be a land that flows. It's going to be a land of increase. And the first thing they ran into was a, 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 a cluster of grapes that it took two people to carry the one cluster. It said... They took from a branch one cluster of grapes, and they bear it uh, between two upon the staff, and they brought of the pomegranates in the fields. And the place uh, of the brook was called Eschol because the cluster of grapes with the children cut down. I mean, you get it, they, God is speaking to them by what they named it. They named it a cool place, a place that just, wow, this is just uh, come on, y'all. They named it that. The children of Israel named it that. This was a God's name for it. This is what they named it. Okay? And they cut it down from thence. And they returned. Listen at this. And they returned from searching out the land after 40 days. Okay? When you cut something off of the supply. Okay, they took it off of the, 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 the place that it was going from, from the branch. They took it off of there. And 40 days, it was in the sun. I want you to remember that. That's important. Okay. And they came to Moses and Aaron and all the children, the congregation of the children of Israel in, into the wilderness of Haran and Kedesh and brought back word to them. And they showed this fruit to the congregation. And they said unto him, We came to the land whither thou sentest, and surely, surely, it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Now, wait a minute. When you cut off a grape and 40 days later, that grape probably is going to resemble a raisin, isn't it? Because all of the moisture and all of that is going to dissipate for 40 days. I just want you to remember that. Okay, and it says verse twenty eight. It says now the people that dwell there they strong in a land that cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw these big people there, the children of Anak, and the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea. And by the coast of Jordan. So they, they started citing all of these promise, all of these problems that would counteract the promise. Did you see that? They say that we got uh, uh, walled cities, the children of Anak, big people, the Amalekites dwelled in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites, and the termites, and everything. I think they started citing all of the promise when God says, no. I'm going to take you to a place that flows with milk and honey. Does it flow with milk and honey? Yes, this place truly flows with, the, with milk and honey. And then they watch. And so um, then verse 30, and Caleb stilled the people uh, before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, 
for we are well able to overcome it. But the men went up and said, oh, no, no, we're not able to, to, to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. And these people, verse 32, said God's, the report is they brought back what? An evil report of the land. Wait a minute. I thought the land was good. They confirmed that when they first got back, wasn't it? So how is it that these people who saw this one cluster of grapes, that it took two men to carry it, how can the land be bad? Oh, the conditions around it, oh, that might be something different, but the report was supposed to come back about the land. Oh, well, we're trying to tell you about the people that was there. Yes, I got that. But the land was the, the land of promise is still there, isn't it? Okay, let's, let's get that and understand that. The land of promise is still there. Okay. And they brought back an evil report of the land which they had searched out unto the children of Israel, saying, The land though the, uh, through which we go on to search is a land that, listen at this, it's, 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 <laughs> come on, we, we just start lying. When we see any problem, we just start a, a, adding to it and, and exaggerating and lying. Listen at what they said now. <laughs> they told the children of Israel the land that we went through to search it out, it's a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. Wait a minute. I thought it was a good land that was providing. Come on, let's just see how it is really was. It was a land that was providing for people that were bigger than them, mightier than them, stronger than them, that was accustomed to living in uh, strongholds. So how did the land swallow up the people? Hmm? That it eats up the inhabitants thereof, and all and all the people that saw it in the men were of great stature, and there were there we saw giants, the son of Anak, which uh, come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and this is how we felt like they was looking at us, that they was looking at us as grasshoppers. See, so remember, he told them that when you go, I need for you to be of good courage. Okay? Back to Joshua. This is just a parenthetical trip right there, just so that we can see that because God made promise to you, if he finds a heart that is willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the, you'll eat the big fruit. Glory to God. I mean, just remember, it's 40 days they were traveling, and when they came back, the people were still in awe of this big cluster of grapes. Not a small collection of raisins. What God promised was still intact, waiting for them to enter in, willing and obedient. Okay, verse 2 in Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, because of this, arise, go to an elevated place, and go over whatever problems you have. Go over 
this Jordan. He specifically said that, didn't he? So he didn't tell you to hang. Okay, come on. He didn't tell you to hang around this problem, did he? He told you to go over this Jordan, thou and all the people, unto keep going over till you get to what I promised you, until you get to the land that I do give them. I love that. That's perfect present tense. He didn't say that I had gave them. He didn't say that I will give them. He said that I do give them. I'm working on this every day to make sure you enjoy the fullness of it. Because I'm going to take you to a place that flows with milk and honey. Supply for everything that you need. And that supply is going to be sweet to you. Amen. Nourishment and enjoyment. Come on, y'all. Milk and honey. (laughs) And he says, even to the children of Israel, verse 3, and every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. I'm rehearsing the promise that I made to him in your hearing so that you would say, okay, good. God's not lying. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it? Shall he not make it good? Has he not spoken it? Shall he not bring it to pass? So I'm bringing up what Moses has been saying to you for years and years and years, and now you're standing in the place of doubt because, well, it's been this long and it still don't look like. No, I'm rehearsing that in your hearing so that you will know I am a God of honor, integrity. And he says, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and uh, this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates and all the land of the Hittites, no problems. You saw all these people that was in front of you, Hittites and Amorites and Termites. He said, no, 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 no. I promise that you're the ones going to get it. He said, all of the all, all of the land of the Hittites, all of the land. You know, people that are, are standing in your promise, they're just preparing it for you. They're just the benchmark, if you would. So that you know that if it can sustain them, surely it can sustain sustain me. I mean, these were giants that were in the land. So that we understand giants probably eat more than smaller people. And if the land can support giants, it didn't say a giant. I'm sorry, y'all. It didn't say a giant. It said giants with an S. So then if it can support giants, surely you, whatever the number that you would bring to that, it can support you. You see, he, he's not joking when he says these things. Then he says, and unto the great sea uh, towards the going down of the sun. I mean, God paints pretty good pictures. He said, as far as you can see, Till the place where it looks like the sun is going down. That's way out on the horizon, beloved. That that ain't somewhere where I'm just standing. God is already taking care of what's coming towards you at the horizon level. 
towards the towards the great sea and towards the going down of the sun. Okay. And I, I, there's not many people that I know that can actually reach the place where the going down of the sun happens because it still happens in the sky, doesn't it? But it just looks like this is the place. And God says, I want your eyes to focus way out in front of you because that's how big I am, how big I want to be in your life. The going down of the sun. You know what? God didn't even give us an X marks the spot. He said, as far as you can see, the going down of the sun. It shall that shall be your coast. And look at God is putting before him promises. He's putting before him invitations. Okay? So he's still doing that to you today. If you're willing and obedient, you will be able to change your diet. Verse 5 says, and this promise that I'm giving you, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Wait a minute. As he was with Moses, so shall he be with you. So then when Moses needed supernatural intervention, what we would call a miracle, God just said, as I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. That my deliverance is so strong that uh, the problems that you saw today, this is what he told Moses about the children of Israel after they were uh, coming to the, 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 the fire that was standing between the children of Israel and uh, the, the, the Egyptians, and that the children of Israel walked across the Red Sea on dry ground. And the, 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 uh, the Egyptians were saying, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. And then God said, okay, the Egyptians that you see today, you will see no more forever. And then after the children of Israel had crossed on the dry land, he let the waters subside, and the waters, the children of Egypt, were trying to get over on the same, uh, the same path that God made, for, the path of promise that God made for his children. Then the enemy tried to use that same path of promise, and God caused the waters to swallow up the children of Israel. I mean, the children of Egypt caused the promise to swap. It protected the children of Israel while they walked across, and again, y'all, on dry ground. It says that the, the, the east wind blew uh, and parted the, the, the Red Sea all night long. And while he was parting the, while he was working out one miracle, he was holding uh, the children of, of, of Egypt up by another miracle because they could not pass the fire that God had put place between the two of them. Mm. So then here he is using two separate miracles at the same time. They walked over on dry ground. They had cattle. They had wagons. And all of that transition happened on dry ground in the midst of a sea. Come on, y'all, because God is, is trying to show you, show us how he can protect 
the children by a promise and keep the, the, the attacks by promise away from you. Same power of God. You know, some people say the right hand, left hand of God. You know, the right hand is for blessing. The, the left hand is for the, 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 the punishment. All night, he blew on that, 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 the bottom of that sea, made it dry. Okay, so that we, and this is me, this is me ad living, okay? The wind that he would blow to dry what would normally be completely muddy water, that same wind did not overcome the children of Israel all night while they were walking in it. Walking on it. Did you get that? It, it was, he's just doing so many things at the same time. A wind that would cause, uh, uh, um, okay, okay, a wind without sun that would cause muddy water to dry still did not drive the children of Israel as they were crossing. Mm. Selah. I mean, we just went through a hurricane experience, and that wind uh, affected all of the the the, the, the grounds and, and and landscape that was uh, uh, underneath his path. But here, God caused the wind to blow all night, but it didn't drive the children of Israel. It was not uh, offensive to the children of promise. Hmm. Just some some laws right there, y'all. So then he says, there will not be any man able to stand before thee all the days of, of your life. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. Is there a miracle that you need in your life? Well, the promise is that the same way, if you would arise and go over your challenge, that he would be with Moses. Come on, come on. He would be with Moses the same way he's with you. He used water, beloved, to make this statement in Joshua's life. He was reminded of a Red Sea experience, and he told him to go over a river, the River Jordan. See, so God will use uh, the things that he's done that you understand and walk in. He will use that for you to accomplish your destiny. He gave him the imagery of water, okay, of, of, of that which would not allow me to go in the direction I want to go because water carries you wherever it wants to carry you. But God says, no, 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 you're going to go over this river, and you're going to get to your destination. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with you. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. So then that tells me whatever the need, whatever the condition, he just made promise that he will not fail me, he will not forsake me, that my destination is guaranteed. Because as he was with Moses, that's what I can count on. Verse 6 says, be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shalt thou divide an inheritance of the land, which I swear to their fathers to give them. Only he's saying it again and again and again. Only be thou strong and very courageous, 
that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from the right hand nor to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Okay, y'all, let's just see this. There's a different way of saying it. He says, thou shalt meditate therein. He didn't say upon. He said meditate therein. He's putting you, come on, y'all, this is good. He's putting you inside the promise. Wow, that's really good because over there in Colossians, he's going to say that he put the promise inside you. Same God doing, finishing the work. He who's begun a good work in you. Uh-huh. See, so so he, he first puts you in the promise, and then as you meditate, he begins to put the promise in you. For all of the promises of God are yes and amen in him. See? Okay. We'll get to that in a minute. <clears throat> he says, don't turn to the right or to the left, that you may prosper, whithersoever thou goest. Okay. So when he puts down a whithersoever thou goest, does that take care of the contingency of, uh, uh, well, what about this problem or that problem? He just said, wherever you go, or what's it, what's it this way, that as your destiny is guaranteed, all he wants you to do is keep walking. Because the promise is going to work, you will prosper whithersoever you go. On the way to your destination, you will prosper. When you arrive at your destination, you will prosper. Amen. According to the scripture, that's all I'm doing is I'm just reading. I didn't go and write that in your Bible. That was already there, wasn't it? See, I'm, I, I'm just inviting you into that. I'm asking you to stir up the gift that's in you. That's all I'm doing. This book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein. Meditate in the promise until you and the promise, come on, y'all, that's it, until you and the promise become one. Mm. Another one of the scriptures I hope to get to tonight, but he says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, yes, when you and the promise become one, then things that were impossible no longer are impossible. Because now he says, with, with God, all things are possible. Connected to God, all things are possible. But if I'm going to stay by myself and try to do it on my own, he says, no, with men, these things are impossible. But with God, connected to, surrounded by, submitted to, submerged in, the promise. When I don't see, when, when, when the enemy, glory to God, when the enemy looks towards you, he sees the whole armor of God, and he doesn't know if that's God or you in that armor because it's the armor of God. See, I, I, don't, come, I don't come to try to get victory in my own strength. That's not the way David won. David said, no, 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 no. I come at you in the name of the Lord God of hosts. It's over for you because I'm not trying to beat you because I can't. I come at you in the name of the Lord God of hosts. Next thing we know, Goliath was laying down. Why? Because God fought the battle for him. See, we need to get to the place where we are so much hid in the word. 
that I'm no longer uh, seen. It's not I, but the Father in me, he's doing the work. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but thou shalt meditate in that word, therein, day and night. Why? So that you can observe that thou mayest observe to do. So I, I stay in the word uh, 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 until there is a change in my thinking, and I will see how to do. Instead of coming up in front of a challenge and saying, I can't do, I will stay meditating in the word day and night until I see how to do. I observe how to do. So then as I spend time with God, he's going to give me the mysteries. Glory to God. He said the secret things belong to, to God and to those that he reveals them to. See, the secret thing. God is going to give me secrets, insights, revelations on how to win every situation that comes in front of me. See? The, the, the revelation is for the situation. Glory to God. That was a good way. Didn't he say that he's going to build upon the revelation and upon this rock? He says the gates of hell cannot prevail because the revelation is for the situation. Glory to God. Okay? Yeah, you can write that one down. The revelation is for the situation. It's propelling me to victory step by step. Here a little and there a little. Because my victory was already guaranteed. Before I came here, he ordained my victory before I came here. He always causes me to triumph. See? My victory was already sealed, glory to God, by the word of the Lord that told me to come forth. Come on. See, when he told the children of Israel to go into this land, he already knew what was in the land. He didn't have to go and create stuff so they can find it. No, it was already there. The provision is in the promise. I hope you all writing this down. The revelation is for the situation. The provision is in the promise. Amen. Amen. And when I meditate on the, the, the word of God day and night, then I will see how to do what is written. Okay, again. When I meditate in the book of the law day and night, when I, okay, he said meditate therein, right? Therein. He didn't ask me to bring other stuff around me. Okay, come on, come on, see? Because circumstances, the definition for circumstances is things circled around me, standing against me. But if I meditate on the word that's already on the inside of me, it will affect change to those things that are circled around me, circumstances. See, I will be able to see, observe to do what's written in the word. You know, the, the, the devil does not have this ability. He, does, he is spiritually dead, disconnected from God, okay? And here you are. You are fully alive by the connection that you have through Christ Jesus. 
So then if you would meditate on the word of God, the book of the law, he said you will be able to see, observe, to do what was written therein. And then what will happen? Watch this. Come on. Come on. Just so that, again, Joshua chapter uh, 1, verse 8, this is what it says. See, he made him a promise. He, he, he invited him into this. See? Moses, my servant, is dead. Thou, therefore, arise. Do it now. Arise. When you are facing a challenge, he says, now, arise. I, I, I need for you to stand up. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. I need for you to arise. Your victory is, woo, glory to God. Your victory was not ordained because of the people around you. Your victory was ordained from above. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above. Amen. From the Father of light in whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. Of his own will begot he you. See? So he wants you to, to begin to look up because your redemption draws nigh. See? He, he wants you to arise. That's why he made you to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, far above all principalities, power, might, and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world that is to come. He wants you to go to an elevated place. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, so that you can observe to do all that is written therein. Why? For then, when you practice this, when you walk this out perpetually, he says, then thou shalt make your way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So this will not be a hit and a miss kind of a situation here. He said your success will be what? Good, just so that I understand good success, that would be perpetual success, wouldn't it? A, a, a good fight is a fight that I win. Amen. I, it didn't say a fight that I endure. No, a good fight is a fight that I win. Fight the good fight of faith. I, I, I'm no longer one just trying to hold on, see? Because as I understand that when I start, when I engage, I'm fighting the good fight of faith. And a good fight only ends with my victory. I'm not supposed to fight a tiring fight. Amen. Jesus said, if I'm heavy laden, I'm supposed to come unto him. Take his yoke upon me and learn of him. Take this book of the law and Meditate therein. Learn of me. For when you do this, you will cause your success to be good. Burden easy. Your yoke will be light. See? You can see the inference right here in Joshua that Jesus made in, in, in Matthew 11. See? When he told us in 28 through 30, he said, take my yoke, learn of me. Okay? I'm going to give you, come on, I'm going to cause victory to happen in your life, and it's not going to be a burden. It's not going to be hard. It's going to be easy. Why? Because I've already promised it to you. 
and I'm not a man that I should lie. I've already given it to you, and I'm not an Indian giver. I need for you to meditate on my word so that you can observe. Your eyes will be open, and you'll see, oh, this is what the, it, it literally says this in Isaiah 14. When we are, are, are operating in the place where the devil is no longer an issue, it's going to say, is this the worm that was causing men to fear? Is this? This is what we were scared of this? See? Because our eyes will be open, and then we won't be fighting with uh, flesh and blood. We'll say, okay, good. All I have to do is command because everything that God put on the earth was under my subjection. That's what, that's what I get. I was made in his image after his likeness, and he gave me, told me to have dominion, replenish, to subdue, to be fruitful, to multiply. See? He didn't say be frustrated. I don't know where we get that thinking from. He said be fruitful, not frustrated. See? Have dominion. Please hear that again. He did not say take dominion, did he? He said have it. I've given this to you on a platter because if I see an enemy, he promised me in Psalms 23 that in the very presence of my enemy, he would prepare a table before me. Did you hear that? He didn't even say he would prepare a platter, one little scoop of this. No, he said he would prepare a table before me in the very presence of my enemy. So then I can just, if I understand, if my enemy is in front of me, it's time for me to sit down and eat. Why did he prepare a table if he didn't want me to eat? Amen. He wants me, while, while the fighting is going on, because, see, I've recognized that I don't need to fight in this battle, see, because it's not my strength that's going to cause the victory, see? So what should I do? I should eat because of the table that he set before me. He's going to give me the ability to uh, uh, refresh, oh, my God, my God. He's going to give me the ability to refresh myself, to strengthen myself, see? And then as I do that, then he says, now, your enemies, I got them. I, I, he would rather me focus on the things that are necessary to cause me to maintain my victory that he's already given me as opposed to me to try to go fight for my victory. See, when I, when I learn to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh, I won't waste my time with things that are insignificant. Amen. See, I, I will be able to, to receive the strength that's necessary to minister unto God. They that wait on the Lord, that means minister unto the Lord. They're the ones that's going to renew their strength. See? I, I will have to go back and, and revisit yesterday's problems. I can have new strength for whatever, again, the revelation is for the situation. Amen. See? So I go and I partake of the word of God. I eat of the word of God. And as I eat of the word of God, revelation, I will observe to do 
all that's written therein. I'll find what I'm looking for because my way will be prosperous. I will have good success. Verse 9, have I not commanded thee? Third time he's saying this, be strong and of a good courage. Then he said, he adds to it, neither be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. I loved when he told me this. He said, don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. Dismayed, he showed me, is I'm one of doubt because I'm still wondering if this may happen or this may happen. He said, don't be dismayed. No, I said, it's what it's going to be. See, don't you be afraid. For I, the Lord, your God, is with you, whithersoever thou goest. And then he said, uh, again, when, when Joshua commanded the people and the officers, saying, pass through the host, command the people, saying, prepare you victuals, um, for within three days you shall pass over this Jordan and go into your land and possess it. The Lord your God has given it to you to possess, and to the Reubenites and the Gadites and half the tribe of Manasseh, he spake, remember the word of the Lord, which uh, the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, the Lord hath given you rest, and he hath given you this land. I mean, see, this is stirring up the gift that's in you. See, these things are, 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 don't happen if I'm trying to collect information from the outside. See, I, I, I need to have this information on the inside. I, I, I need to start my first step that you take from receiving of the Lord. It has to be a step in faith. It cannot be a step in wonder. Okay, I wonder if this is going to happen. It can't be a step in dismay. It has to be a step in faith. And a step in faith, this is what we started, okay, okay, going back to my outline. All of that was my preliminary. <laughs> it has to be a step in faith because every promise from God requires corresponding actions from us. His word can be resident in our minds, but it must become active in our lives. Because James chapter 2, verses 14 through 24, tells us that faith without works, corresponding actions, is dead because it's alone. Okay? So then we cannot just go out there and say, okay, well, I'd like to. No, 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 no. I'm going to move because these are my instructions. My Okay, let's go, sir. My instructions are for my destiny. And as I walk, I have to walk in my destiny step by step. I'm the one that's supposed to go from glory to glory. I don't go from frustration to glory. I go from glory. To, I have to start in the glory. See, I, I don't try to uh, walk in it. As I go, maybe I'll find some glory. That's not the way you were created. The Bible says that he crowned you with glory. He crowned you with virtue. He crowned you with honor. So then that was on your inception. He didn't, okay, maybe we think differently. He said he crowned you with glory and honor. He did not say he rewards you with glory and honor. Amen. 
See, you were made in his image after his likeness. So then you had this crown of glory from day one. Amen. What was necessary for us would might be to, to put the crown back on correctly, stop having it tilted, okay, to, to, to have the integrity to walk in the glory and the honor that he set you in. Okay? In the day that you were created, you were crowned with glory and honor. Crowned with it. The crown goes on your thinking, doesn't it? Your head. So then if you're thinking that I can't or I, I, I'm not worthy, you're not operating under the crown that he gave you. See? You are destined to win. And it's an interesting thing. Destiny, mm-hmm. destiny, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. destiny is not waiting on your arrival at a certain location. Destiny is waiting for you to walk in it now. Did he not tell him, now, therefore, arise and go over? Amen. For unto this land I have given you. The, see, destiny was not waiting on you to get to a point of, 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 of confirmation. Destiny is simply waiting for you to take your next step in faith. A lot of times we are waiting for uh, uh, circumstances to align themselves properly so that we can assess that I must be arriving at my destiny. No, my first step was a step of destiny. My first step is a step that requires faith. And faith does not return to God void because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith is not waiting for circumstances. When you walk in faith, you walk in destiny from the first motion. Amen. So as God is, is stirring you up to, to, to say, okay, I, w- I need for you to do this. I would like for you to do this. He's asking you to become willing and obedient because that's what changes your diet. You'll eat of the good of the land. Okay? You, you, you won't have to go through the periods of, of testing and trials that we've programmed uh, for the will of God to be understood. See, that's not the way he wrote it. He wrote it for us to have every step ordained by God. So that because my steps are ordained, he daily loads me down with benefit. So those steps that are ordained for me are steps of benefit for me, okay? Not steps of testing and trial, frustrations and anxiety. Those are not my steps. I have steps that are preordained that I should walk in them. And my steps are steps that cause victory for me, through me. My steps, because a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Mm-hmm. He leaves a, an inheritance for his children's children. So my steps are ordained for my children's children. Children that are not even here yet. My children's children. 
Okay. See, when I, when I heard that promise, I didn't have children. Amen. And so he says, these promises, that are, they are exceeding great and precious, and that by these promises you would escape. I'm just, come on, y'all. He said you would escape the corruption that's in the world through lust. It didn't say that I would go through the frustration that's in the world. He said I would escape it. By these exceeding great and precious promises, I would escape that. See? So then I have to change my thinking and say, my steps are ordained steps of destiny, ordained steps that please God, because my steps are going to be steps of faith. See? This is stirring up the the gift that's in me. Because when God said it, prior to me even getting here, my victory was already guaranteed. Okay? And we, we just got to begin to, to comprehend from a different perspective. Again, arise, then go over. If I'm just going to try to go over, then I'm going to have to sweat and, 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 and be frustrated. But if I am elevated above my problems, I can then do what Peter did. And Peter walked on the problem that he was in before Jesus told him to come. They were in the boat being tossed everywhere that you can be tossed, frustrated and fearful. And then Jesus came to them walking on their problem. He was walking on the water that was causing them not to win. And then he, they say, okay, Jesus said, don't be afraid. It's I. And Peter said, well, if it's you, Lord, then bid me to come to you, to walk to you on the water. And Jesus said one word. He didn't say, boy, you don't know what you're asking. You don't deserve that. How are you going to do that? Jesus said one word to him. He said, come. And Peter stepped out of the boat, and he began to walk on the water to go to Jesus. Amen. Step one, step two, step 12, whatever it was, he walked on the water to go to the source of the word that was given to him, and that word was come. So in your life, God is inviting you to a a greater, higher dimension, a dimension of victory, a dimension that has rest for your soul. He's inviting you to that place. So then we ask the question, your way or God's way? Are you going to be stalled and stopped because of fears, frustrations, and anxieties? Are you going to purpose that your destiny and every step of your destiny is ordained from faith to faith? From glory to glory. Your way or God's way. Father, we just thank you and bless you for uh, your word that you sent to heal us and deliver us out of all of our fears and disruptions. Thank you that you sent a word that would encourage us that no matter what we face, we are starting from victory, going unto praise and glory to, to, and honor to you. Thank you, Lord, that that's our position of thought. And we will... Execute those thoughts. Walk in that victory 
because that's where faith pleases you. Thank you, God, that you've already worked out every detail that's necessary for you always cause us to triumph. You give us the victory. Grow us up in you as we keep our eyes on you, as we meditate in your word so that we can see, observe to do what was written therein. We give you praise for that, sir. We give you glory and honor, committing it to you as done in the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed the Lord said together, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, um, again, I told you at the beginning that you can uh, take a piece of paper and a pen and write down any questions or comments that you would have about the ministry tonight. Um, so we'll give you that opportunity now. Uh, area code six seven eight four. Excuse me, six seven eight five two four seven seven six eight. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Area code six seven eight five two four seven seven six eight. You have the mic. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Go ahead. Six seven eight five two four seven seven six eight. All right. We'll go to area code seven zero eight four seven five two six nine three. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Area code seven zero eight four seven five two six nine three. You have the mic. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight? Amen. And I, 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 I encourage you to go ahead and allow the sharpening of uh, iron to take place as you give your questions or, or comments. They, you cannot ask, a, as I've been told, you cannot ask a, a stupid question and you cannot make a comment um, that will not encourage people as they hear it because all you're giving is a testimony of the faithfulness of God to you. Area code 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any questions or comments? Area code 404-536-7829. Any yes, questions I'm, or comments? Yes, I have a, a question, which is uh, when you was reading about being dismayed, is that part of... It, do that affect your faith, or I mean, I know you were saying this may and that may, but is that part of, of your faith, or what is this may? Like, are you being dis- discouraged, or yes, you are being discouraged. Okay, okay. let's just look at the words we just used. You are being discouraged, and God sent His word to encourage you. So okay. then that causes you to walk in doubt. Uh, unbelief, fear, Mm -hmm. all because you're in the, this may happen and this may not. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I just, it's kind of funny to me the way he said it, but so then when I am, I'm I'm discouraged, I'm not being encouraged. Hmm. Not only am I not being encouraged by God, I'm not even doing what David did. David said he encouraged himself in the Lord. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so okay. I'm just, I'm just like on the sidelines, waiting for the game to end, and I'm not winning. So why should, why would we want God to cause the game to end when I'm not winning? And everything that mm-hmm. He said was for me to win. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So that's why he told, he told us. That. Okay. Thank yeah. you. That 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 kind of answer it helps our life, doesn't it? 
It does. Because I don't have to be dismayed or discouraged. I can just say, wait a minute, whoa, I have a promise. And again, he was talking to the children of Israel and showing them by a cluster of grapes that was Mm. so big, it took two people to carry it. And it lasted for 40 days in the desert. And when they saw it, they were still saying, yeah, the land do flow with milk and honey. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Trying to awaken them. Thank you for your question. And as I say all the time, you can never ask a question that does not encourage other people as they hear it. This is the iron sharpening iron process. Because sometimes we would think that um, a word that we don't use much anymore, that it doesn't have any impact in our lives. But dismay has impact because the devil is trying to, to take you away or disinvite you, disqualify you from the promise of God. So then I live in dismay. See? And so then now, because of that, I will just submit to you that if I'm living a life that is in dismay, then I'm not walking toward the Lord. So if you're not walking toward the Lord, by definition, you would be drifting away from him, just by definition, okay? So then we've just got to say, you know what, God? Thank you for a word that you sent to heal me, to deliver me, so that I'm just going to walk towards you. And if for some interesting, stupid reason it doesn't work, when I get to heaven, we can talk to, uh, to, talk to God about it then. <laughs> See? Because I know that it's going to work It's a settled word It is forever settled in heaven Since it's forever settled in heaven It will work in my life today Again, we'd like to thank you for uh, participating in the ministry uh, today And if this has been a blessing to you Then we would ask you to go ahead and sow a seed here At LiveDeliverance.com Because um, the seed that you sow is a reflection of that which you've already received of the Lord. And so um, as God has blessed you, then if he's blessed you out of the spiritual substance that he shared tonight, then it is no uh, big thing for you to sow out of the natural resources that he's provided to you. That's why he says, just give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Shall men get involved in your life? They will give into your bosom. But God's not willing to do without a cheerful giver. And as God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you always, in every situation and circumstance, will have more than enough to give to every good work and charitable donation. We are here uh, by those charitable donations so that we can do the, the good work of proclaiming the gospel, the good news around the world. So we stay on the air, the, 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 the bills that are needed to be paid so that we can uh, come into your houses Week in and week out. We just ask you to go ahead and sow a seed here at LiveDeliverance.com. And the Lord will continue to, to, to cause an increase in your life because you're simply obedient. Amen. So now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until the next time that we get together, love you. Be blessed.